You're listening to KBCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KBCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So the president of the Valverde Unified School Board has stepped down following calls for him to resign over a second drunken driving arrest. Right. Matthew Serafin voluntarily left his honorary post as president of the Valverde School Board, but he did not resign from his seat on the board, as many have called on him to do. He has another year left in his four-year term through November of 2024. Serafin had already been under fire by fellow school board members for using profane language on the dais during public meetings. They voted on proposals to remove him as president twice before in February and again in September, but the motions failed both times. The calls for his resignation escalated once it became known that he had been arrested on suspicion of drunken driving in August, and he was charged, by the way, with three misdemeanor counts of DUI and hit and run for allegedly hitting a parked car. He had completed probation for a previous drunken driving conviction from 2018, just a year before this second arrest. A community watchdog, Roy Bleckert, who has a radio program called IE Newswire Daily, on November 17th called Serafin's conduct reprehensible, unconscionable, and unacceptable, and he told Serafin he should resign from the board. So Serafin's decision to step down as president of the school board didn't mollify other critics either, and it comes only a few weeks before the term would have ended anyway. The school board annually rotates the positions of president, vice president, and clerk, and the rotation is scheduled on December 12th. So do we know who's stepping in in the meantime? Well, that would be Marla Kirkland. She's the vice president of the board. She'll be presiding at the meetings until that annual rotation. So can Serafin be removed before the end of his term next year? Well, fellow board members can't remove him. Only the voters can do that. I suppose technically the voters could mount a recall campaign, collect signatures on a petition for a special election, but it's doubtful that would accelerate the timeline because they're going to be weighing in next November anyway. And we don't know yet whether Serafin will even run for re-election. And the Riverside County Sheriff's Department isn't the only Inland Empire agency struggling with misbehavior by a jail deputy. What happened in the San Bernardino County incident? Well, we've talked about the Riverside County jail deputies. One was arrested with over 100 fentanyl pills in his personal car, another for allegedly coercing female inmates in an alternative jail program to have sex with him. Now a San Bernardino County jail deputy has been arrested for being under the influence of a narcotic at work. Samuel Espinosa had been with the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department for five years, working as a driver transporting inmates. A department news release said it did not appear Espinoza had furnished drugs to any inmates, although the investigation was ongoing. Espinoza immediately resigned from the department when he was arrested. So do we know specifically which narcotics he'd taken? Yes, it was cocaine, both being under the influence of it at work and possessing it while at work. Well, it's definitely disappointing when those who should enforce the law are the ones breaking it. Yeah, Sheriff Shannon Dykus said he was disappointed with the choices his deputy made, and he hoped the man will get the help he needs.
And lastly today, Ontario International Airport is celebrating its 100th anniversary. Yeah, Ontario International Airport certainly had a lot to celebrate at its centennial earlier this month. It will serve more than 6 million passengers this year, the most since 2008. ONT had been part of the Los Angeles World Airport system. It was restored to local control in November 2016, and passenger volumes have been climbing since then, with the exception of the COVID years, of course. It has seen a 33% increase just since local control started in November 2016. ONT was also recognized as scoring the highest customer satisfaction in 2023 in the annual J.D. Powers North American Airport Survey. And Global Traveler magazine has named ONT the fastest growing airport in the U.S. for five years in a row now. Well, could you tell us a little bit of history about the airport? Sure. It started as just a dirt landing strip in 1923 built by two amateur aviators. It was called Latimer Field then. In 1926, the city of Ontario moved the airfield to some land that the city acquired about where the airport is today and renamed it Ontario Municipal Airport. In 1941, the city annexed 405 acres and paved the old dirt runway with concrete. In 1942, the U.S. Army Air Corps took over for wartime operations during World War II. In 1951, a passenger terminal was built. In 1967, ONT became part of the L.A. World Airport system, and two new modern terminals were opened in 1998. A celebration with 500 local leaders was held on November 1st at the Ontario Convention Center, celebrating the seventh anniversary of the return of local control for ONT. Well, it definitely seems like local control helped Ontario develop into what it is today. Yes, Global Traveler magazine has named ONT the fastest-growing airport in the U.S. for five years running now. And airport officials say it's poised to grow even more as eight of the ten fastest-growing cities in California are within Ontario's service area. Well, I think any of us that live in the area can attest for the growth of the region. Not surprised that the airport would be growing with it. Yes, it's certainly busier than it's been in years. Thank you so much, Cassie, for joining us as always. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap, and these reports are posted at kbcrnews.org. This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KBCR News.